Welcome to the first episode of Spoiler Season, a new podcast where my wife and I discuss spoilers. Spoilers. Spoilers, that's right. So, uh, we're going to tell you a little bit about ourselves first uh, before we dive into uh, the first card from Kaladesh that has been spoiled. Um, so, my name is Ryan Normandon. Um, I've been playing Magic since... It's been a while. Since uh, I was in, like, seventh grade, which I think was 2004, um, and I started playing much more competitively in the last year or so. So 2015, I started playing more competitively. Uh, since then, I top-aided a Star City Games Open in New Jersey with uh, Obzon Constellation. Love that deck. And uh, more recently, this past weekend, I top-aided... Um, the GP Indianapolis with Ban Eldrazi. It was uh, the modern format. So uh, that means I'll be going to the Pro Tour in October. Pro Tour Kaladesh. How about you? Tell us a little bit about yourself, Katie. Uh, well, yes, I'm Katie. Um, I started playing Magic in Innistrad. I, I played a little bit back in like middle school, high school with Lorwyn, and that's when I got interested in elves. So elves are still a favorite of mine. I don't play modern, modern elves yet, but it's it's a potential. It's on the list. <laughs> um, yeah, I play at a less competitive level, but I do go to some bigger events. My favorite deck that I've played was Green Devotion, and... Um, Back in Theros, right? Back in Theros. Looking for, for something else to, to fill that hole in my heart. Mm. Rotation. That, uh, so that, hard. Uh, Nykthos-shaped hole. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, great. So, the way that the podcast is we're generally going to run it is we're going to plan on, uh, it'll be two weeks, uh, because you have two weeks of spoilers for each set, um, and we're basically just going to do maybe 10, 15, 20 minutes on whatever cards come out each day. It's a really large range, right? Hey, 10, 15, 20. 10 minute, 10 minute range. Uh-huh. Yeah, not that big. Um, so uh, today we're going to start off in just kind of a, a nice soft start to our podcast uh, with the card that we've seen from Kaladesh, which is called... Sahili's Artistry. Blue, blue, four. Sorcery. Choose one or both. Uh, create a token that's a copy of target artifact. Create a token... That is a copy of target creature. What does that say? Read, read the text, not on the card. Oh. Yeah, next to you it. You read it. In normal font. Um, create a token that's a copy of target artifact, or create a token that's a copy of target creature, except it's an artifact in addition to its other types. Mm. So this fits what we know about Sahili, because in Sahili's Planeswalker profile that came out today, mm. um, it talks about her prowess with metalworking. Um, and specifically her ability to make uh, animal constructs and replicate other things. Um, so, th- you know, this fits. I-, I would imagine her Planeswalker card will be blue-red and will probably have something to do with copying artifacts as well. Um, what do you think of this card for standard, Kate? I think this card is really exciting. Um, mostly, I'm super excited to see all the artifacts in Kaladesh that will make this card hopefully really good. Um, yeah. You're far more optimistic than I am. Um, I think that this card will not see very much play. 
Um, I think six mana is a lot. Uh, sorcery speed. Um, it requires that you already have something good, right? True. Um, I, I'm not going to be able to cast this from behind on an open board and, and catch back up. Um, I, I do think this card gets a lot better if we have a very powerful artifact creature um, because then we can just copy it twice, right? Uh, it allows us to choose both options and we can just target the artifact as the artifact creature and the creature as the artifact creature. Um, so if we have something on, on worm coil engine level, mm-hmm. right, I think it gets really good because yeah. this becomes more of a, a finisher card where if you have a, a critical mass of artifact creatures in the deck, then this is pretty much just six mana, put two copies of a creature you control into play, um, and that can be, I think, a, a big swing. Yeah. The other thing to point out is this does not say that you have to target your own creature. So if artifacts become a really huge part of the meta and your opponent has a great artifact, if you have an empty board, this is actually a great draw. Absolutely. That's a really good point. Um, in fact, uh, we know that there's a particularly good card, a creature right now, that might be worth copying. Well, it's definitely not Hangerback Walker. Well, no, because it's going to rotate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, it might rotate out and back in, uh, unlikely, but uh, Emrakul is totally worth copying. Oh, my but opponent you don't even get the cast trigger. No, but you get a 13-13 flyer. Oh, I guess that's okay. Um, I'm also, I would be excited for this card if we get some kind of an artifact um, with an, kind of a static effect that could stack. So... Mm. You know, for example, um, right now we have uh, Alhammerit's Archive, right, which is legendary, so this card wouldn't work with that. But something to that effect, where Al- Alhammerit's Archive says, if you would gain life, you gain twice that much life instead. If you would draw a card other than the first card you draw at the beginning of your turn, um, draw two cards instead, right, mm-hmm. or draw an additional card. So something like that, which stacks, and those abilities would compound and be like, wow, more and more of these artifacts make things way, way better. I think that this card would be would be more exciting, um, but I definitely think you. It's only good if you can get the both ability. I do not want to pay six mana to clone a creature, nor do I want to pay six mana to clone an artifact. Do you want to pay six mana to clone Emrakul? Honestly, not really. Um, I can pay three mana to kill Emrakul. I can pay seven mana to kill Emrakul and make a four four. Mm. Um, I don't really want to pay six mana to make an Emrakul that... They trade. Yeah, and additionally, like, you'd have to top deck this, because if they cast Emrakul and control your Mind Slaver you, right, right. they're, they're going to see this card, cast it, target, like, I don't know, a Gnarlwood Dryad, and then it's a waste. Right. Copy a clue. Exactly. Copy a clue. <laughs> and then respond by cracking the clue, and you don't even get the copy. Huh. Yeah, that would be pretty depressing. It's pretty good. Um, so I'm not super excited about this card in standard. Uh, we'll see. Um, like I said, I, I think you need a critical mass of both artifacts and creatures. Uh, maybe maybe Frank Karsten can do the math on that and tell us how many we need of each for this card to be good. But uh, you need that critical mass, and even then, I don't think it's great. Yeah. Any I other thoughts? I think that's fair. Any other thoughts? Uh, last thought is, uh, I like the art. Sahili, it's, it's a little blurry because this is a leaked card, not officially spoiled, but, um... Wizards will hunt you down <laughs> and ban you. Uh, well, not us. We, di- we didn't leak it, but, um, Sahili looks really young here to me, but, uh, I just, I love the metalwork on her body. Like, 
just really she's gonna be good with metal and constructs that is true yeah that is true i am great at stating true facts Mm -hmm. um yeah now the next thing i thought we could talk a little bit about uh, which, you know, is going a little bit uh, into speculation, but I think that's okay because it's a spoiler podcast spoiler. and I think it's fine to speculate, um, is Marrow, Mark Rosewater, who's the lead designer for um, Magic, uh, has said that there's going to be a mechanic called, uh, they've called Mechanic E, uh, which is a mechanic that they uh, he wanted to get into Meriden and wasn't, wasn't couldn't fit in. Then they tried to put it into the Esper Shard in Alara, which was also heavily artifact-based. Um, and now it's finally in Innistrad. Or, uh, sorry, it's finally <laughs> in Kaladesh. Not Innistrad. Um, so I think that, obviously, if it has something to do with artifacts, um, but I think another hint as to what this could be is the fact that it is a mechanic letter. Right? The reason I say that is because, um, I don't know, do you remember the untap mechanic from... Shadow Moor, that lock maybe it was Shadow War, Lorwyn, no. even Tide-ish. So they had the untap mechanic, which basically just confused everyone, and they said it was a terrible mechanic, and they never going to use it again. But it was a mechanic that uh, you would untap a card, and it would do something, just okay. like tapping. But it was the opposite. Sure. Yeah. So you know you have to somehow tap it down, and then you can use its untap ability, or you could attack with it, and then use its untap ability. Um, that's fun. Yeah, uh, yeah. It mostly just confused people. Um, yeah. But that mechan- that untap was referred to as Q. Um, Wizards uh. has letter codes for pretty much everything they do for their colors, for their um, card types, for everything for it, so that when they put stuff into a file, they can do that. Mm-hmm. So I think the fact that they're using a letter E has something to do with some kind of payment that is required, right? It's the thing that goes to the left of the colon in the activated ability is the E. Okay. So I'm going to speculate a little bit. I've read some different ideas, and the one that I think uh, is the most compelling is that they're going to experiment with a new resource. Um, let's call it energy, okay? <laughs> where I can build up energy counters as myself as a player. So maybe, you know, uh, enchantment, whenever you attack with two or more artifacts, you get put an energy counter on yourself. All right. And then certain artifacts you control will have energy or two energy do something, right? So it's kind of like mana that doesn't empty at the end of the turn and just kind of stays with you. Um, I think that would be a cool mechanic. I don't know if you have any speculation on, on what you think of that or if you think something else is more likely for this mechanic that we know literally nothing about. <laughs> Except their code name. Yeah, I mean, I haven't done any speculating. I like that idea. I actually kind of like it a lot with artifacts, like the idea of powering them up and, you know, they need electricity to run or something. Ether here, right? Ether would be the thing they need to run. Mm. And in Kaladesh, we've kind of seen that in the story a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's an interesting idea, and I guess we'll we'll know soon enough. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we do have some more solid information on some other things that Wizard has come out with, right? Uh, so today was announcement day. Uh, for those of you who don't really know what that is, basically Wizards uh, traditionally has released information about upcoming products. Uh, you know, a couple of months, two months before they release those products, um, they've changed that, and now what they're going to do is instead twice a year they have announcement day. And announcement day basically reveals all products for the next six months. What do you think of that change? Well, I didn't really pay attention to the old format, but 
I kind of like this. It's kind of exciting. You get like a bunch of great news all at once, and then you have stuff to look forward to. So I'm, I'm on board with it. I like it. My only concern is it feels like it's a little distracting. Um, I mean, I was, you know, they're trying to build hype for Kaladesh. They're trying to get people excited for Kaladesh. Sure. And now they're coming out and telling us that we're getting Egyptian world next, right. which is something that players have wanted forever and are super yeah. excited about. So in the midst of, and I guess it's the week before official spoilers start, but they're, they're kind of distracting from Kaladesh by, by hyping all these other products. That's true. I feel like, though, Magic players are always looking at the next set, like at the last pre-release. Um, the advertisement cards in your pack, some of them were for Kaladesh. And so I heard people talking about, like, you know, at the pre-release for Eldritch Moon, oh my gosh, I can't wait for Kaladesh. I'm like, dude, you literally just started yeah. playing with the new cards today. Yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like Magic players are on board with, with having a little pre-hype, but I, I agree. It probably is distracting. I think overall positive. Though. Yeah, I still like it. I still like it. So if we go through the stuff that they spoiled today, um, they spoiled uh, the tagline of the new set. Uh, so the, the set that's going to be released in April is called Amonkhet. Uh, Amonkhet is the long-awaited Egyptian world with the tagline, Rise Among the Worthy. Now, Amonkhet is ruled by Nicol Balas. Uh, what do you know about Nicol Balas, Katie? He's a dragon. He has big horns. I think he doesn't get along with... Anyone. Well, no, but particularly, who's the last dragon we saw who had a really good card, Planeswalker? Ugin. Ugin. Yeah, he actually kind of killed Ugin, and then they kind of un unkilled him. Unkilled, yeah, classic. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Nicol Balas is the uh, ruler, emperor of this Egypt world, and we also know that there are five gods in this world, or it's strongly suggested there are because they're talking about the trial of the five gods. So you're excited about that because... Devotion! Sure, this is a proud opportunity for them to bring back devotion in Green some Green devotion! Make it happen! Make devotion great again! Sure. <laughs> uh, what else do you think Amonkhet is going to have in it, Katie? Pyramids. Yeah. I, okay. Probably. Uh, yeah, but... I, I, we, we literally know nothing about it except it's Egyptian, right? It's Egyptian, uh, and there's going to be gods, and they're trying to achieve a place in the afterlife, um, mm. which uh, seems seems interesting. Oh, yeah, that made me think of uh, Elspeth. Elspeth and is... Theros' underworld. Right, you right. Know, I feel you. Um, and then they are releasing a new Arch Enemy product, uh, Nickel Blas. I, I don't know much about Arch Enemy. Um, I no. can't comment too much on that. Uh, the second set in the Amonkhet block is Hour of Devastation, which is being released in July. Definitely sounds like bad things happen. Yeah, and if you look at the page, it's it's very bleak looking. So Yeah, it's like a not... black box with just a kind of sinister red glow behind it yeah so welcome to egyptian world we've destroyed egyptian world yeah you know it's it's funny because uh let's look back at the last several sets right we had uh, battle for zendikar right basically zendikar is completely raised just wrecked destroyed yep. yeah the gatewatch wins in the end but they're just dead then we go to innistrad and emrakul turns everyone into an eldrazi and yeah they win again in the end but like everything's ruined then we go to Kaladesh. Kaladesh seems really upbeat and optimistic. Yeah. Uh, but then was just like, you know what? Now we're going to go to Egypt and blow everything up again. Yeah. Too much positivity. Can't have yeah. that. One set is way too much. 
Um, so then we also, in March, have Modern Masters 2017 edition. So this is the third... Oh, that's on my birthday. Hey. March 17th. Yeah, I was born on St. Patrick's Day, so that's, uh, that's, that's pretty cool. That's a good day, too. 17, 17. Yeah, 17, 17. Yeah, so if anyone is looking uh, you know, to get me anything for my birthday, <laughs> uh, hey, I, I, I will happily accept Modern Masters packs. Um, so this is going to feature cards from 8th edition through Magic 2014, which means we finally get Innistrad, um, and hopefully they'll reprint cards like Liliana of the Veil, Snapcaster Mage, and Cavern of Souls. Um, Liliana of the Veil and Cavern of Souls in particular are super expensive, um, and it would be really nice to bring those down. Um, the new Eldrazi deck, which is awesome. Uh, in Modern, uses four copies of Cavern of Souls, uh, so if that deck continues to grow in popularity, we expect that card to go up more. Liliana the Veil is a four of in Jund, um, so again, you know, it'll be nice to bring these cards down. Uh, what are you excited about for Modern Masters? Uh, well, I, I really enjoyed the last Modern Masters. It, it was fun to draft. I'm getting more excited because I, I do not currently own a modern deck. I'm all in on standard. And um, potentially, if some of the prices come down, maybe I pick up my first modern deck. Very nice. That yeah. would be sweet. I've been, I've been trying to get you into modern for a while, so maybe we'll get there. Um, okay, and then the last thing we have from today... Uh, I believe, is there was also some artwork spoiled. Oh, right? Chandra! Yeah, so... Oh, her art looks really cool. Yes. Um, now, if you haven't seen it, uh, if you go to the announcement day page, uh, it's not actually clearly visible there. Uh, you have to watch the video um, that is on that page, and if you watch that video, uh, at the end of it, they do show Chandra's Planeswalker card. So we know um, that her name... Uh, is Chandra Defiant Torch, or Torch of Defiance, I, I believe, something like that. Um, and her artwork uh, it, it definitely looks very good. Yeah, it looks super boss. There's just fire everywhere. I mean, classic Chandra, right? Um, you do have the backdrop of Kaladesh, but yeah. I Yeah, and, and what I'm kind of looking forward to here is with Wizard's increased emphasis on storyline... Um, what we've seen is the key cards from the set being also the powerful cards from the set that people want to play with. Mm. You look at uh, Battle for Zendikar, right? Ulamog's pretty powerful. Yeah. Uh, Gideon is format-defining, right? We look at Innistrad. Avacyn is in, uh, was in, you know, in a little bit decreased now, but was in almost every deck. Hey, um, even Liliana, who people were speaking badly about, the new Planeswalkers. People are terrible. Yeah, that, that's why you gotta listen to us. Because <laughs> people are terrible at evaluating cards. I said Liliana was great from the start, um, because she's a three-mana Planeswalker, and that usually is pretty good. Um, but yeah, I mean, the marquee cards of the set, right? Liliana, the Last Hope, and Emrakul, uh, were not seeing a ton of play before the Pro Tour. Then the Pro Tour finishes, and we're like, oh... Turns out the two best cards in the set are also the marquee face cards of the set. Yeah. So I think it's safe to say that despite Chandra traditionally getting very weak cards... Her last Planeswalker was pretty good. Accepting her last one. Okay. Right? Um, her other Planeswalker cards have been very underwhelming. Um, sure. Sometimes, uh, I don't remember which one, Chandra Pyromaster, I think, the four mana 
Planeswalker, it gets Caesar like a play as a one of in Jund sometimes in Modern. Um, but generally her cards are very weak. Um, I do like the most recent Chandra card. I thought that was good. A good way to do a six mana red Planeswalker aside yeah. from, um, you know, some of the other designs that we've seen. And I do think that this Chandra should be competitive. So I'm looking forward to seeing that as well. Yeah. I expect, though, they'll put more emphasis on Sahili Rai as the new Planeswalker and the one that actually ethnically, like, looks Indian as opposed to Chandra, who we've known for a long time. I know she's part of the Gatewatch, but I'm just so excited for a new Planeswalker, and I hope she's really good. So maybe Chandra will be really strong, but, you know, if we're talking about marquee cards of the set, I expect Sahili Rai to be pretty important. Yeah. And we, we saw a little bit in the story today that Sahili Rai could be involved in um, the kind of the central storyline, more so than, say, Arlen Cord from the last set, who right. had, like, one story written about her. Yeah. She showed up and didn't really do anything with the Eldrazi, and that was it. Her uh, card was still super fun. Well, I mean, a flipping planeswalker is really cool. I know she wasn't super competitive or standard a flipping, playable. Flipping planeswalker, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I thought the the design must have been very tricky, but I, I thought it worked. But it's too bad she wasn't competitive. Yeah, I mean, it's it was a nice way to flip back and forth between the two sides instead of doing what they did with Garrick Relentless, when he basically would just flip once and that was it. Right. Right. Um, and, you know, I, I don't think Arlen Cord's time in the sun is necessarily... I don't think she's doomed to be unplayable. Like, we don't know what's going to be the new set. Uh, if there are a lot of Thopters, um, you know, Red-Green Tokens was tested for the Pro Tour. Um, and, you know, it ended up not being good enough. But that doesn't mean that maybe Teamer Tokens uh, in Kaladesh or just straight Red-Green, maybe that could be good. And Arlen Cord seems like... She would be decent in that. But at the same time, maybe you just run Decimator of Provinces and kill them in one swing instead. Yeah. I guess we'll have to see what comes with the new set. That's right. So uh, that's it for spoilers. We know that our next spoilers are going to be coming on Friday from PAX. Um, They've told us uh, that they will be spoiling Mechanic E. Uh, So we'll know what that is. Um, And... Uh, you know, a couple of cards, a couple of things from the set, and we should be able to be talking about that next week. Um, I, one more thing before we go. Uh, some people noticed that in a previous article uh, on Wizards, they do these things uh, called the, the M-File, where they, M-Files, where they look at uh, kind of... So Wizards has this, when they're designing cards, they put it into a computer system, and they have a program that keeps track of all the card designs and comments that the designers and developers make on the cards. And one of the cards, I don't remember which one, had a comment on it that said, oh, this might play poorly with vehicles. Hmm. So... How do we get the comments without the cards? We usually don't get the comments. No, no, this was for Elder's Moon. Oh, I see, I see. So they showed some card and said, oh, this could play well or poorly with, with vehicles. But basically, it's it's saying, hey, vehicles could be a thing. No, it might not be, because the design for Kaladesh wasn't done when the design for Eldritch Moon was underway, right? right? So maybe it was in the file and then it got taken out. But I'm curious, do you have any ideas on how vehicles, how you could implement that in terms of design and make it distinct from equipment? Seems very odd. I, I can't really imagine it. 
I mean, it sounds like an artifact, obviously. Definitely. But beyond that... Yeah, it's weird. The only thing I could think of would be if you have multiple creatures getting in the vehicle. (laughs) So an equipment that can be attached to multiple creatures at once. But I think that's just messy. That seems messy. Yeah, that... I don't know. I'm skeptical. If it's vehicles, I don't think that's how they'll do it. But I don't know how they would. Yeah. Um, Well, it should be a great set. You know, based on the one card we we've looked at, um, Marrow's been been hyping it, which is his job. But he also says it's his best design. Um, you know, in competition with Innistrad, which was original Innistrad, which was fantastic. So um, that I, I think that's it. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? No, I think that's it for today, folks. Great. So we'll be back next Monday uh, with all of the maybe even before then. You know, yeah, we'll we can see. do a weekend we can update. Do a weekend, yeah. Um, with uh, all of the spoilers from PAX, we're going to go through and talk about those and how we think they'll impact Standard and Modern, um, maybe in Limited as well, how good they are, um, and what they might say about the rest of the set. Uh, addition, we'll take a look at Mechanic E and tell you what we think of that. Sound good? They said yes. Oh, I, I was asking you, but... Oh. Cool. Um, hope you enjoyed this. Uh, stay tuned to all of our podcasts in the future. Um, again, I'm Ryan. And this is Katie, and you're listening to Spoiler, Spoiler Season. Season.